G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. A good time today to draw attention to one of those very significant things that's happening right now in Australia so far as church leaders and the way they are being outspoken, especially around this idea of vaccination being something that governments may well want to enforce. So today, talking about what's called the Ezekiel Declaration, and you might be surprised, you might even celebrate as many as almost 3,000 church leaders and heading towards 20,000 signatures on a open letter that's been written to the Prime Minister. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch has been monitoring along the Ezekiel Declaration, joining us once again. Bill, welcome back to 2020. Great to be with you again, Neil. Bill, the Ezekiel Declaration seems to be taking off in a very significant way. Australians are not so happy with this idea of mandatory vaccination and vax passports. You've been monitoring this along. How do you see the foundations of what's starting here? Yes, well, it is going viral, as they say, taking off by leaps and bounds, given that, in fact, it's only been up one week as we speak. Um, Just to explain to your listeners, in case they're scratching their heads, uh, the Ezekiel part of this, of course, goes back to chapter 3 and chapter 33 of Ezekiel, in which we're called to be watchmen on the wall. And the declaration part of it has to do with, as you say, the whole issue of COVID mandates, uh, mandatory vaccinations, uh, vaccine passports, uh, really draconian lockdown measures. Uh, We can speak about my state of Victoria. We've just extended ours again, making it the worst in the entire world. But, uh, yeah, things we've talked about often on this show, just how far governments have responded to COVID. Have they overstepped the mark? Have they overreached things? Have they done really heavy-handed draconian restrictions and lockdowns, which, in fact, have created a shadow pandemic, created more suffering, more hardship, and, in fact, even more death, because of how people are just not coping with this kind of uh, lockdown mania that just seems to have no sight and end. So, yes, this declaration has five major points. It was put together by three uh, Queensland pastors. And as we say, in just a week has gone absolutely viral. And I think that's great. People are really beginning to say enough is enough. And Christians have been a bit quiet on some of these issues. So uh, as the three pastors say, uh, gee, why were the churches not speaking out on these things? So I'm very glad indeed that the Ezekiel Declaration exists and that it's getting such a very good run with the Australian public. 
Interesting to note here, uh, three pastors, uh, you know, of course, you're saying from the state of Queensland, but we're talking about country pastors. We're not Mm. talking about the people who you might think are heads of denominations, uh, the guys at the top. Uh, So three ordinary pastors who decide to get their heads together and to write a statement and to throw it open for people to endorse. I mean, that's pretty exciting, isn't it? It's coming from the country. Yeah, well, absolutely. And as I mentioned, they were, in fact, perplexed that so much of the church seemed to be absolutely silent about these very, very important issues. I mean, obviously, one of the main uh, restrictions that Christians at least should be thinking about is, of course, church closures. Uh, Over the last almost two years now, we've had so many churches either fully closed or heavily restricted. I've said over and over again that often, you know, even mega churches here in Victoria were allowed, say, 50 people max, even though they could hold one or two or 3,000 people. And yet we've had brothels open, we've had football games going on, all kinds of things happening. So even on that front alone about religious liberty, uh, Christians should have been speaking out. But these three pastors, small, you know, small churches, no big, uh, big uh, churches involved here, they were concerned. Why are church leaders not speaking out? Why are they not voicing very real concerns, not just about religious liberty under threat, but, well, threats to freedom and basic human rights? So, yeah, these three have been very brave indeed and very wise to take a stand. And, uh, well, with, as you say, so many thousands now of church leaders signing up, Uh, That's very good news indeed. Maybe this is what was needed to spur the church on to start being responsible and if it in its kind of prophetic voice to the nation. Bill, what impresses me is the courtesy by which this letter begins and uh, with this almost gentleness uh, that says, you know, we take time to pray for all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet, godly and dignified life in every way. Uh, Reflections on 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2. This way of approaching a significant letter like this, uh, uh, pretty impressive the way that these pastors have actually approached this. Yeah, well, it's a very good, level-headed, very biblical, very intelligent uh, discussion. It's short and sweet, Uh, you know, take you, what, five, ten minutes max to read the thing and, of course, sign it. Anybody who uh, agrees, of course, can sign it, so we encourage your readers to uh, read it, uh, sign it, pass it on, share it with others, so like many of the pieces I've written on these things for over a year and a half now. There's been both biblical texts that are provided as well as links to, you know, reputable medical and scientific sites. So it covers both sides of the equation. What does the Christian think about such matters? 
but do we have perhaps alternative medical and scientific health uh, concerns, uh, perhaps in contrast to what the kind of the narrative we're getting from so many of our lockdown hungry premiers are giving us. So it's a very well-balanced, well-written piece. And I should uh, call out or shout out now uh, the fact that this was first uh, posted on a a terrific uh, Christian website your readers should be aware of, or listeners, uh, called Cauldron Pool. Uh, If you know your Chronicles of Narnia books, uh, you'll be familiar with Cauldron Pool, but very much like... uh, Culture Watch. It's kind of a conservative uh, Christian website, looks at many of the same issues I look at at Culture Watch. So here the um, actual declaration is being posted and hosted. So you can either go to Cauldron Pool to get access to the complete uh, declaration, or you can go to my uh, website Culture Watch and just look up Ezekiel Declaration. I too have links to it. I give links to where you can sign it. So, again, very easy to get access to this declaration. Many thanks to Cauldron Pool for posting it. Many thanks to these three, uh, I think, quite uh, brave and uh, thoughtful. Christian pastors for writing this declaration, and may it go from strength to strength. No surprise, Bill, that the very first point they make in the Ezekiel Declaration comes around this idea of a risk of creating an unethical two-tiered society, a conversation we've had before, but certainly picked up by these pastors, Uh, the idea of a form of apartheid uh, in Australia, those who are vaccinated, those who are not. And no matter where you stand on the health aspects, these political issues come to the fore. Your thoughts uh, briefly, as I say, we've talked about these before, this idea of a two-tiered society, it's virtually upon us, isn't it? Well, it is, and we have discussed it often. Uh, We've warned in Ezekiel fashion, right, this was coming, and it is now really on us already. Um, Here in Victoria, Dan Andrews saying if, if and when we open, he just extended again our lockdown to uh, late in September, uh, making it the longest, harshest lockdown, at least for Melbourne, of anywhere on the planet. There is no other country in the world or state that has had such a long-lasting and draconian lockdown. Uh, But he's saying even if he does not, well, he won't end the lockdown, he'll simply reduce some of the harsh restrictions at the end of September. And he's also made it quite clear any benefits will only go to those who've got the double jab. And of course, now they're already talking about a third booster shot. It just seems to be a never-ending set of shots. Uh, In New South Wales, we've heard exactly the same thing, where talk is for those who are getting some reprieve in the restrictions, it will again only be for those who've been double vaccinated. So this is what we can call medical apartheid. This is health care that is creating a new segregation. 
right? I've written recently in India about, right, the very famous untouchables, this cast of people who are looked down upon, frowned upon, segregated from the rest of society. Well, guess what? Here in Australia and in much of the West, we are creating a COVID cast of untouchables. Those, for whatever reason, and I think there can be very good and sound reasons why, uh, for medical and scientific and other reasons, people might have hesitancy about the COVID vaccinations. Again, we're not anti-vax. Vaccines in the past have been great and a tremendous help. What we are concerned about are the much newer Uh, fairly rushed through and experimental COVID vaccines that are seeing quite a few negative side effects, including death. Of course, the challenge will be, it's very well to have a declaration up like this Ezekiel declaration, but will political leaders take any notice of that? Here, I guess, Bill, numbers matter and uh, people can still respond and sign that declaration. And we'll give that uh, that uh, website again in just a few moments. But uh, for those who are thinking, I don't usually respond to this, this is probably a good time to turn over a new leaf. What do you think? Yes, quite right. Uh, sadly, politicians are concerned about votes and about numbers. So, uh, you know, if just a handful of people sign something like this, it were sent on to uh, the prime minister, he may not pay any notice at all. But as we've said, with already some uh, 3,000 church leaders, some 20,000 ordinary church members, and, and growing by the day, growing by the hour, I strongly encourage every single person listening, indeed, go to the links we're sharing, whether Cauldron Pool, whether Culture Watch, look up the uh, Ezekiel Declaration, sign it, share it, pass it on, let it go viral even further. Just imagine if we could get, say, uh, five or 10,000 church leaders in Australia. Imagine if we could get 50 or maybe 100,000 ordinary Christians in Australia signing this. Uh, Hopefully our political leaders would stand up, take notice and say, wow, I guess a lot of people are concerned about this. We can't be so cavalier. We cannot run roughshod over the masses here. We perhaps should actually start listening to the people. And many people are saying we've had enough, whether it's church closures while brothels and footy games are still allowed to go ahead, uh, whether it's this two-tiered society we see being created, whether it's vaccine passports where people who, for whatever reason, do not get the jab, cannot travel, cannot go to school, cannot work, and this is happening every day. More and more of this is happening. Uh, You know, this is scary stuff. This really is kind of Revelation 13 stuff. So Christians of all people should be speaking out here, and if we get enough numbers, yes, hopefully... uh, Scott Morrison, hopefully our state premiers, will sit up and take notice and say, well, okay, perhaps uh, perhaps we better think again. In fact, it's interesting, uh, just the other day when the polling numbers showed that our Dan Andrews had had a 12% 
decline in approval for the way he's handled the COVID issue. Uh, the very day that uh, polling number came out, uh, Dan Andrews said, oh, well, maybe we'll stop pushing for zero COVID cases, with, which is just madness. That's never going to happen. And now he's talking about, well, perhaps we'll look at a, a lower threshold. We'll learn to live with it, but with lower numbers. So that seems to me a, a perfect indication when he was being challenged by his own electorate saying, we're not happy with the way you're handling this. And he therefore changed course. Uh, maybe two other premiers and our prime minister will do the same. Well, numbers do matter, and so many politicians set policy according to where they think the wind is blowing. We're talking about the Ezekiel Declaration, and you'll be able to read the Ezekiel Declaration, as Bill says, the cauldronpool.com. So cauldronpool.com, you'll find the Ezekiel Declaration there. You'll be able to sign it, and as Bill says, it's also there linked in an article we're talking about today entitled the Ezekiel Declaration on Bill's regular website, BillMuhlenberg.com. And you can also uh, just simply Google Culture Watch, one word. Bill, always good getting your insights. Thanks so much for joining us today on 2020. Thanks again, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.